And we're live. What's up, Ryan? What's going on, Dustin? Hey, everybody. This is Dad Ball. This is uh, actually, believe it or not, this is our first show that's going on YouTube, Dustin. So uh, don't do anything stupid. I'll try my best, man. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, for those of you that are not uh, are not used to our podcast or this is your first time listening, Dad Ball is just two dudes that love football and love their kids. And we talk about football. We talk about fatherhood, ups and downs, challenges, things we go through. We really want to try to leave you guys encouraged by the end of this. And the idea kind of started when Dustin and I realized, man, we, uh, we live some really, really busy lives, you know, and trying to balance everything in our life. Plus, uh, keep a hobby, you know, somewhat of an interest alive is tough, man. You know, keeping up with sports can be a little bit tough when you're super busy, but you know, that's where you got to make sacrifices. And for us, sports comes, you know, you know, there's, there's, there's Jesus, there's our family, there's our job. And then, uh, I think it's fair to say sports comes, comes right there after that for the most part. Yeah. I'd probably throw a lot of chair. Probably throw friends in there somewhere, but well, okay, yeah. I, I was gonna say there's a lot of generalities. You can throw friends in there with family too. Um, yeah, my friends are family. So I was gonna say, as as you know, if if any of you guys out there are also dads and you're busy, you know that social lives don't happen to uh, to <laughs> they don't they don't take up a lot of your time anyway. So the the friends that you do have end up being like family because this ain't high school. You can't have fifty friends you know, like you no. used to. So, <laughs> no, so family, friends. All right. But anyways, I'm Ryan Heckman sitting right across from me. Uh, virtually is Dustin Hart and we reside in Minnesota, a couple different parts of Minnesota. I reside in the place where you have to drink water from a Mason jar. <laughs> a town of about 3000 people. And, uh, we just want to come together and talk about football and talk about dad stuff, as we say. So if you've listened to any of our episodes prior, we've been talking about certain uh, division previews, and we're on our last division preview. It's just now that we decided to throw this up on YouTube, and y'all can see our pretty faces. So, Wow, I'm kind of surprised we're already on the last one. Man, that flew by, huh? I was going to say, you're giving me this weird look, like what I say, what happened. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that quick. We're on the last one. Uh, we'll be talking about the AFC South tonight. But first, we want to start something new with you guys. And um, you know, growing up, uh, I was very familiar with having family dinners, and and my dad started something. You know, when we would talk about our day at school, or if it was a summer, you know, what we did with our friends that day, or whatever. And he'd always say, you know, give us a high and give us a low. So. What we have for you is a high and a low of our last week of being a dad. We're not going to talk about work. not going to talk about the Cubs getting their butts kicked right now because that would definitely be a low. We're not going to talk about anything except for our, our lives as a dad to start the show. Then we'll get into football. So, Dustin, give me your high. We'll start on a positive note. Man, my high, my high. Um, you know what? Actually, um, it – you know, it's, it's kind of a small thing to, to a lot of people, I think, but finding good childcare is like, man, it's a headache. And by the way, it is very expensive. I mean, I spend like a mortgage to send my kid to preschool. Okay. 
Uh, Dude, it's insane. It's nuts. But uh, she actually started a new preschool this week, and they're going to do a much, much better job. It's more expensive, of course. Um, But they're going to do a much better job. So I can rest easy knowing that she's taken care of. I don't have to worry about it. Um, They're going to do a good job with her. So that was definitely my win, uh, my dad win this week for sure. And that's good, man, because, you know, if you're a good dad, you're protective and, and, you know, you're, you're skeptical about a lot of different things and putting your kids in the hands of somebody else can be kind of scary at first. So if you feel good about that and you're confident about that, that's a positive, man. That's definitely a win. Uh, if you feel good about the people that you're putting your, your daughter with. So very cool. My high, um, if you guys don't know, I have a three and a half year old boy, Malachi and a seven month old daughter, Addison, And just over the last week or so, Malachi has started singing a song that his mom kind of made up for Addison to kind of sing her to sleep. Uh, But Malachi is using his name instead of mommy's name. And at the end, it goes, mommy loves you. And so Malachi started singing it. And at the end, he says, Malachi loves you. And he's been singing it to Addison. And when he sings it to Addison, Addison's eyes are just glued to him. And she coos and caws and smiles. And man, as a dad, it just melts your heart. So he's done that a couple times over the last week uh, for the first time. And man, it is just, it's incredible to see. It's just amazing to see. And I can't wait to show them this video 15 years from now when they hate each other's guts as teenagers. So <laughs> Ain't that the truth? But man, yeah, that dude, that melts your heart. Like just when, when kids go out of their way, when it's not prompted and they just do something sweet for those around them, it's just like, Oh my gosh, I love you so much. (laughs) I totally get it. So going into my low, man, my low was actually yesterday. So I went, um, I went and, you know, helped uh, a colleague of mine move um, because she doesn't really have a whole lot of people to help her move. So I stepped up. Good man. Wouldn't help her move. And uh, I decided, you know what? I want to do something fun with Layton today. Um, she starts her new school tomorrow. Let's just go have some fun. So, so we hit up the mall of America and, um, on a weekend. Yeah. You know, for Haley and I, it's, it's not really a big deal. Cause you know, I used to work three jobs there before, like at one time. And so (laughs) to me, it's just like, whatever, it's my neighborhood mall. But, um, most people hate mall of America on the weekend, but anyway, so, you know, we take her around and we do all this stuff and, uh, you know, she was, I, I, she was probably just tired, but she was being a giant brat and we walked by the Build-A-Bear shop. Okay. Uh-oh. And she didn't even ask. She even asked for it. Layton isn't one that like we go to the store, like I could take her through every toy aisle and she will not freak out if I don't buy her anything. If I tell her to put it back, she'll just put it back where it goes and we're, we go about our way. She does not have meltdowns or anything like that. So she didn't even ask for anything from that shop, but I was just like, you know what? let's, let's just go in. Let's do something cool for her. Let's, let's get her build a bear. It's a cool experience. It's not that expensive until you get to the clothes, the clothes and all that crap. I mean, that's, that's where they make. Yeah. Clothes. Which by the way, did you see all that stuff and all that hoopla about the like pay your age or whatever? Like people stayed in line for like seven hours with their kid, you know, their kid is like, four years old. And so they get to go in and they, they buy a build a bear for four bucks. Wow. And 
Yeah, it sounds like a good deal until you get to the clothes that you were talking about. Because guess what? Those weren't included. No. Nope. So people showed up and it was like, hey, my daughter's three. Cool. Here's your Build-A-Bear for $3. Uh, yeah, I want to put them in a blue shirt. Yeah, that'd be $40. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's exactly how it goes. So you going in there like fully aware that you're going to pay full price, that in itself should be a low. And you're just like sucking it up. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take one on the chin. I'm going to do this. I'm saying. So we go in, we get it for her the whole time. She's acting like a freaking jerk. Like we get to the front of the line and we pay for it. And then I don't even remember what happened, but something happened and she like hit Haley, which she never hits. And I'm just like, Oh, are you freaking kidding me? I just stood in this line for like an hour to get you this stupid Elsa teddy bear that sings, let it go, which makes me want to blow my brains out anyway. And I did this all for you. It cost me 50 bucks to get you this dang teddy bear. And you're just, really? You're just going to have a meltdown. Really? That's that's what we're doing? And the the worst part is that it's in front of a bunch of people. Yeah, man. And you're like kind of looking around like, man, I promise she's not really like this normally. Dude, yeah, I mean, from, from your wife's pictures on Instagram, your daughter was an angel this weekend. And man, did she look adorable. For the most but- part, she was, dude. But like... <laughs> He's never like that. Like, I don't, I do not understand. We, on Saturday, we took her to a wedding and we had to be there like six hours early because she's a flower girl. And like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. She was adorable. She was fine the whole time. But yeah, thanks, dude. Um, but dad's out there, dad's out there. You can nod right now because you can relate. You know exactly what we're talking about if you have young kids. They're an angel. And then when you need them to behave the most, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Um, I'll keep my, my low short today was my fourth day in a row watching the kids all day while my wife works. She works some long shifts at the airport and both kids have been sick all four days. Woof. So that's, that's my low. I've spent, I've had plenty of great moments with them, but I am wiped out, man. No four sense. days in a row. Both kids are sick. You get to the point where it's like five o'clock and you're looking at your watch like, man, is it time for bed yet? Is it time for bed yet? Is it time for bed yet? There is no slower hour or two in my life, in my entire life, than that last hour or two before they go to bed. And I'm finally like, and then you're, and then you're doing the whole game where you're sitting there and you're like, are they asleep? Are they asleep? Can I watch Netflix? Can I go get a snack? Or am I going to have to put it down? Are they asleep? So yeah, that's where I'm at. Anyways, into football. News, uh, very sad news. Uh, Both of us are are in Minnesota, so this kind of has been all over the place. We won't go too far into it. Just uh, we'll say very saddened to hear of the loss of Tony Sperano, not only from a football standpoint, but, um, you know, love and prayers to his family and those close to him. 56 years old, way too young. Um, if you read about how, you know, his wife found him unresponsive that morning is very sad. So uh, love and thoughts and prayers all go out to uh, anybody directly affected by uh, Mr. Sperano's death. So very sad. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars, pass rusher Dante Fowler Jr. suspended a game for violating the league's conduct policy. He's had a string of off-the-field issues in the past, and that includes arrests and different um, accusations about domestic violence, which in that particular case, he wasn't 
Um, he wasn't suspended or disciplined for, but who knows what's going on. But he had a career high career year last year in, in sacks and just overall productivity. So hopefully this isn't anything serious because that Jags defense, as we will talk about soon, is nothing to mess with. So they need him. All I know, though, dude, is the NFL needs to get it together. Yep. Like, I get it. The current CBA, Goodell has all the power. Totally get it. Whatever. But the NFL needs to get it together because their image is really starting to get tarnished by this. And people are going to watch football no matter what happens. Totally get it. Um, but when you suspend a guy last year like Ezekiel Elliott for doing no more worse or better probably than, than Fowler, for Fowler to get a game and, and you uh, basically put Zeke on the cross and you know give him four games – to me, it just doesn't make sense. There seems to be a, a ton of double standard issues going on across the NFL. And man, am I getting well, sick. And we talked about it last week with Jameis too. I mean, you guys can go back and listen to that episode. We won't get into that again. But yeah, there, there's something to be said. So Dustin, you've got the list of those unsigned draft picks. Any of them that you're particularly worried about, please don't answer the way I want. Uh, please, no, please don't answer the way I I'm hoping you're going to answer. Does that make sense? Just yeah. Please don't say Roquan Smith. That's no. all I'm saying. Just don't say Roquan Smith. Because <laughs> I'm not worried. I Actually, there, I will say this before you tell me who you're worried, if you're worried. They're expecting him to get a deal done by Thursday. That's the rumblings. So hopefully that's true. Yeah, man. I, I You know, looking at this list, I mean, you know, uh, three of them are, you know, the top touted quarterbacks um out of this year's class i don't see any of them having any trouble you know they're they're gonna get signed like that's just gonna happen um you know i look at uh you know the only one that might have jumped out to me was um terrell edmonds from the steelers but i think we all know that their defense needs some help in a major major way um so yeah i don't I, none of these really scare me um i guess like you said the only one that would jump out would be roquan but i i think he'll get the deal done I, I don't see anything wrong. And, and speaking of the Steelers, too, by the way, um, we'll get to Le'Veon Bell's situation. But I saw today that uh, T.J. Watt is, prefer- is preparing for this season uh, health-wise on an 8,000-calorie-a-day diet. And, like he, and that's all clean, too. Like He considers Chipotle a cheat meal. He doesn't eat pizza or burgers or anything. Like, like a cheat meal is like a chicken burrito at Chipotle, not a large pizza at Domino's or something like that. So 8,000 calories a day. That's insane. Dude, the Watt brothers are like freaking Greek gods. Like we <laughs> we'll touch on the Texans a little bit, but um, I saw a photo of JJ Watt on it. I was just going to say that dude. Holy oh cow. Goodness. <laughs> Comeback season. He looks like a bear. Dude, he's a monster. So big, it's insane. And if you've listened to our podcast before, um, I have a few favorite players outside of my my team. I think JJ Watt might be my favorite player in the NFL. Like, I just love everything that dude's about. And uh, and also, if he's not one of your favorite players, are you even a football fan? <laughs> right? How how do you not love that guy? He puts it all together. I mean, he's just a great dude um, on and off on the, the field, field. Off the field, yeah. He's, he's got, um, you know, the most entertaining trash talk. If, you've, if you haven't listened to a sound effects episode of J.J. Watt, do yourself a favor and go do that. And by the way, he was talking mad trash on one of those episodes to my Saints, and I still laughed. Like, the dude is just hilarious. His work ethic is second to none. I just, I love that guy. 
I love him. So I hope he has a great comeback season, but we'll talk, we'll, we'll jam on that. We digress. Le'Veon Bell and the Steelers couldn't reach an extension. Um, he did tweet out though, a little statement saying that this is going to be his best year yet. Uh, however, sources close to him, such as his agent, uh, say this is his last year as a Steeler. So next year, It'll be interesting to see where he winds up. I hope it's not in the NFC North. I can only hope and pray that it's not in the NFC North. So, uh, yeah, we'll just say that. But Le'Veon Bell, man, I've heard a lot of stuff, too, about if the Steelers know that he's not going to come back next year, if he's gone after this year, that they might just choose to ride him and, like, wear him out. And I think – I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that. I mean, you want to win as an organization – but you don't want to give him the money that he's deserved for the last couple of years. I don't know. Maybe he can handle thing. it. Maybe he can handle all the, all the touches. I don't know. But It's the same thing that happened with DeMarco Murray in Dallas, right? They just ran oh, him man. into the ground at the end of his contract, and he was never the same since. So He had the one good year as a Titan, but, yeah, he kind of looked done after that. Yeah. Yeah, but all right. Le'Veon will put up numbers. He wants that contract, man. Oh, yeah. I'm not worried about him. AFC South preview. Dustin, kick it off. Who do you have finishing in first place? Um, I'd actually be shocked, Ryan, if uh, if if we didn't agree wholeheartedly on the AFC South. Um, I, you know, you shot me your list before this, and uh, yours had Houston finishing at the top, and I think I think I'd I'd have to agree with that. I just think, man, their team is super complete if they can all stay healthy. Right. That's, that's that's the big if. Yeah, that and I mean you can say that about every team in football, whatever, but the Texans have had so many crazy injuries happening over the last couple of years. Um JJ can hasn't been able to stay healthy. I mean, it's it's sad to watch. So if you can get a guy like JJ Watt, um Whitney Merciless, Jadavian Clowney, if they can start putting all that together, plus they added your boy the honey badger. <laughs> they added him to that. I don't know how the Cardinals let him like how do you <laughs> how do you cut a guy like that? I've talked about this before, but it's unbelievable. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, man. So that defense is gonna be if they stay healthy, that defense is one of the best in the league for sure. They're they're solid top to bottom. Um also know you really like Deshaun Watson. I was a fan of him last year. I had him on the fantasy squad. Um if he, it, you know, again, it's just the health. Um, but there, because this team is not very deep. If they don't have their health, yeah, it's a wrap. You saw what Watson did in a six-game sample. I mean, we talk about fantasy a lot because we love doing fantasy football. But he was the top-scoring quarterback for fantasy in those six games. I mean, small sample size, yes. But guess what? A small sample size made Jimmy Garoppolo the highest-paid player in NFL history for a moment. So, Preach. forget sample size. Deshaun Watson can ball. Uh, the only the only thing I, I don't like about Deshaun Watson is all the people that want to talk about him versus Trubisky. So let's shut up and move on. <laughs> I hear you, man. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, I think, is going to continue to be a playmaker in that offense. Um, he's second best receiver in the game. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Sorry, you can say Odell. You can say Julio, whatever. Hopkins makes the most ridiculously difficult catches on the regular on the and, regular 
Yeah, and now that he has a good quarterback throwing him the ball, I mean, you know, people people forget like he was doing all that stuff with freaking Tom Savage and Osweiler, like all Brian these- Brian Hoyer, uh, T.J. Yates. <laughs> yeah, um, who's the one dude who's a hothead? Uh, why can't I think of him? Ryan Mallett. I mean, the Texans. You know, the last few years they've gone through you know a ton of quarterbacks as well. So for Hopkins to be doing it with nothing stable at the quarterback position is, is impressive. Yeah. Deshaun was that missing piece for sure. Um, you know, and then the only other thing I'll touch on is, and I'm interested to, to see, um, you know, how the running back position shakes out Lamar Miller, you know, he had a lot of high expectations coming into the last year. You know, when, when he exited Miami, everybody was like, Oh, he's going to get that shot. He's going to get all the workload that he needs and he's just going to explode. Don't get me wrong. Lamar Miller has been solid. But I, I'd kind of be shocked if Deontay Foreman didn't lead that backfield. Um, and that's and that's going to be the tough thing too, is because Foreman right now is he going to start the year on the pup list? If so, he's not going to play till what is it, week seven? Something like is that. This yeah, the first six weeks. Yeah. Yep. So at that point, if if he's not if he's not ready from that Achilles injury he might not really have his true shot until next year. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he gets hot when he comes back, if he plays, you know, week seven, week eight, but Lamar Miller, I think you saw it last year. He was actually a serviceable, a serviceable back with uh, Deshaun Watson in, in, in the game, just because of, just because of what Watson brings to the table with his, uh, you know, it's a totally different dimension. When you have a running quarterback in there, he can make, an average running back, very good. And I don't want to call Lamar Miller average because I do think he's a good running back, but he needs to be surrounded by other pieces. He's not a guy like a Jordan Howard or an Ezekiel Elliott that can run against stacked boxes and still get you 100-yard games. It's not going to happen. No, but he's not a home run hitter, man. He, but he's he is serviceable steady. back. He is steady. And I think with Watson in the game, that offense is going to be stellar, man. I, health, you said it. Health is huge, man. Is Watson healthy? Is he, is he coming back the same? Will Fuller has struggled with injuries his whole year. But when Will Fuller's healthy, that dude is a home run waiting to happen every single play. Notre Dame, he, baby. How many games did he have double digit – not double-digit touchdowns. That would be stupid. How many games did he have – two touchdowns in last year like some ridiculous like four out of five of Watson's games or something like that all I know is that if you and I were playing Justin in fantasy we were screwed because he had Will Fuller and he had Antonio Brown yeah man that that team was nothing to play with those weeks but you like like you said health on the defense yeah those three guys up front rushing the passer have all historically struggled with some kind of injuries so if they're healthy if you have all three of those guys on the field rushing the passer, yeah, good yeah. luck. And their only other call out too, um, a guy that's that's uh, been reported to be surprising and flashing uh, for that team is a cornerback position, which I think is something that they've kind of lacked in a little bit um, since Bouye went to the to the Jags, and we'll talk mm-hmm. about that. Um, but uh, Aaron Colvin is apparently opening eyes and, and uh, putting up eyebrows over there. So uh, we'll, we'll continue to watch for that. But, yeah, man, if, they, if their defense stays healthy, it, they got a shot to be one of the best in the league for sure. Yep. 
And with that said, a lot of people are picking these Jacksonville Jaguars to win the division uh, again. And while I don't think it's going to be an enormous step back, we don't even have to talk about their defense. You mentioned Bouye. They've got Bouye and Ramsey, the best, best secondary in football. Yeah, I don't even you know, think even that's their, debatable. Even their safeties, you got, you know, Church and um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. But their, their secondary is second to none. So looking at their defense, their pass rush is phenomenal. Linebacking corps is phenomenal. Their defense is great. It's stacked. The questions revolve around the offense. Is Blake Bortles going to continue to play steady football? I'm not on the train that, that, that calls Blake Bortles a bad quarterback. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I really don't. I think he's okay. I think he's almost, almost like a Jay Cutler. Well, he'll, he'll have some games where you're like, did he just do that? You know, like 350 yards and four touchdowns. You're like, what? What's yeah, happening? he'll flash. Portals? And then, you know, he'll have a uh, four interception game or something <laughs> ridiculous like that. So he's had good games in the past. He's, he's a decent quarterback. The question for me outside of Bortles offensively is who is he throwing the ball to? You know, they lost Allen Robinson. They lost Allen Hearns. Um, they cut Allen Hearns. Uh, Allen Robinson left the free agency. Obviously, we all know where he went. But who's your number one? You got Dante Moncrief, Marquise Lee. Can't stay healthy. Um, you know, Kiki Kuti and, and Didi Westbrook and Keelan Cole and all those, you know, guys who at times last year – caught a caught a nice long pass long touchdown and they were one of the they, they were one or, one of the few guys that you might think about picking up off the waiver wire here or there but I don't think they have a true number one um, they might just have a, a bunch of twos and threes on their team and Leonard Fournette meanwhile is great but his history of ankle injuries worries me and the amount of carries that they might end up giving him kind of scares me a little bit so is he going to stay healthy? The questions about the Jags are all on the offense, man. Their defense might slip up here or there. Every great defense has a bad showing, but that defense is going to be stout. I'm not worried. The questions for me revolve around the offense. I do think that they will do enough, though. That defense is going to do enough where they might only have to score 15 to 18 points a game, most games, in order to come away with a win. So I've got them finishing second. Yeah, I could see that. Um yeah, I, I take them second too. I think their division isn't a cakewalk, but it's also not that tough either. It's um, kind of weird, isn't it? This division, looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a there's po- there's potential for every one of these teams to be competitive and intriguing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, with that defense, though, th- I mean, this might be the year that the Patriots fall. Like that defense is no joke. Like they're solid. So we'll see if that, if that offense can take a step forward. I mean, I think Moncrief's good. I think, I think he's a solid guy. I don't think he's the number one receiver in the NFL. Um, no. You know, Indy kept waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting on Moncrief, and he, couldn't, he just couldn't stay healthy ever. He never got healthy. Um, so I think, that's kind of the, I think that's kind of the theme of this division is <laughs> which team can stay the most healthy, right? Yeah. Now – like I said, this division is super interesting, and I've got the Titans finishing third. But if there's an injury to 
any significant player on the Jags or the Texans, the Titans could be right there for the swoop to, to come in and, and maybe take it over. So I have the Titans finishing third, but that's assuming the best. That's assuming the best for the Texans and the best for the Jaguars and the best for the Titans. And I think if all goes 100% correct, which we know it's not going to, it's the NFL. Never does. But if it does, then the Titans, I have them finishing third. So uh, the most interesting part to them this year, I think, is Matt LaFleur coming over from the Rams. With the success that the Rams had last year, what's Matt LaFleur going to do with Marcus Mariota and Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis and Corey Davis? Um, I think Corey Davis, bold prediction here, I think Corey Davis is going to have a minimum of eight touchdowns this year. I think he's about to bust out in his sophomore season. We oh, saw it in the playoffs last year. For sure. And yeah. he's got the body. He's got everything you need for a number one receiver. We saw it in the playoffs last year when he started getting targets. He started to become that guy like, oh, wow, did you see that? That guy? You can't cover that dude when he's on. Like, he's one of those guys that you could end up watching him just blossom into really one of the best guys in the, in the league. He's got everything that you need. Um, injuries were an issue last year. Like you said, man, health with this division, it's crazy. But I think Corey Davis is going to be a stud if he, if he does stay on the field. Yeah, I could see that. And I think a lot of people sleep on Rashard Matthews too. I mean, that, that guy's, that guy's good. pretty solid. Good. I don't think he's number one. They oh, he's a great number two. Number one for a while. And he performed. He, he stepped up. He did what he needed to do. But I think now if he can start living in that number two role, you're really going to see him start to flourish a little bit. So I like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you mentioned uh, Matt LaFleur. You know, I think most people were expecting Mariota. I know all the all the talking heads, um, all the sports guys were like, Mariota is going to be the, the real deal this year. He's going to break out. You're going to see that. So I think there was a lot of disappointment last year um, with Mariota. But I'm, I'm going to take one more big shot on him this year and, and, uh, and call it. Like he's, he's going to have to break out. His talent is too good. Um, you know, when him and Jameis were coming out of college, I, everybody that asked, I'm like, nope, I would take Mariota. Take Mariota. Take him. He's, he's a better talent. Um, well, if anything, for character now at this point. Yeah, if for nothing else. But um, you mentioned Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. I think that's an interesting dynamic to pay attention to. Um, I think the assumption was that, you know, as soon as DeMarco Murray, I think everybody kind of knew like DeMarco was nearing his yeah. end in Tennessee, at least. Um, I know you and I both think he's got some, some juice left in the tank, but I think everybody kind of knew like his time in Tennessee was coming to an end. Um, yeah. and I think the assumption there was, you know, okay, cool. Now we can let Derrick Henry break out of his shell. Cause that dude is yes. the real deal. But then you see him bringing a guy like Deion Lewis. And I, I really just think that's going to be a split backfield again. I, yep. I think we're going to see almost exactly what we saw between Derrick Henry and DeMarco Murray with Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. Um, Deion Lewis is a phenomenal talent. I think people forget. And running backs often get lost in the Patriot system because there's just not as much of a premium and they rotate them so frequently. Um, but Deion Lewis is the real deal. And I think, that's just going to be a split backfield again. I definitely don't think Derrick Henry is getting the majority of that workload. I don't think either, sadly. Um, that's just how the NFL has become, though, man. I mean, you see a lot of the successful teams out there using multiple backs. Look at the Patriots and the Eagles in the Super Bowl last year using three running backs in 
and not blinking an eye. They're both in the Super Bowl for a reason. They're using three backs typically. Uh, or even your Bears or my Saints, right? Like um, Kamara and Ingram set NFL records last year because we use both of them very effectively. Um, you know, and it's it's the same thing with uh, with Jordan Howard and uh, Tariq Cohen. You know what I mean? Like they got the passing down back, and then they got the the first second down guy and all the on the runs. And so yeah. that's yeah, that's you're gonna see you see that more and more, and that's why running backs aren't really at a premium anymore. And you see the teams going after fourth, fifth, sixth round pick running backs that are gonna get time. You know, like you mentioned, Jordan Howard, fifth round pick, Tariq Cohen, fourth round pick, Alvin Kamara. What was Kamara? Third, I think. Third? I mean, Kareem Hunt, what was he, a third round pick? Yep. Fourth round pick, something like that. None of these guys were first round picks, point being. None of them. And that's why why teams can afford to say goodbye to a DeMarco Murray. Yeah. I mean, there's a select few of those guys that are like, okay, he's the dude, right? Like you got Zeke, um, Kareem Hunt kind of. I think Spencer Ware is probably going to take some of that workload that uh, that he was seeing last year. But then, so, you know, you got Zeke, you got Le'Veon, you got David Johnson. Gurley. Pretty much it. Yeah, Gurley, LaShawn McCoy, if he stays with the Bills, um, we'll see what happens with him. But that's kind of it. Like everybody else in the league is just kind of like, all right, we're doing this by committee. Right. Yeah. So there's not, and, many I, and I think that's, that's smart too, especially if you're a running back, I don't think you're going to want to have the 300 carries a season. If you nope. want to play, if you want to play more than four or five good years in your prime, you will accept the fact that you're going to have other guys taking some touches away from you. And guess what? You're going to play longer. You're going to make more money. You're going to have more chances to win. That's just that simple. So getting back to the Titans, I think if Derrick Henry and uh, Deion Lewis can come at it with the right attitude that, yeah, they could be just another really good committee, a really good tandem, and they both do different things very well. Derrick Henry, man, he's just a tank. He's a tank, and he's got speed too, which is very rare. You've got a, a, a guy that big that can run like that. It's, it's impressive. And Deion Lewis, like you said, is complete too. Deion Lewis can run between the tackles. For those of you that haven't watched him, he can run between the tackles. He's not just a passing downs back. He was an every down back for the Patriots when he was healthy. And when they decided to use him, when Belichick was running with him, Lewis was in there doing anything he was asked, even running on the goal line sometimes. So those are two very good backs. Uh, This is the Titans, man. We're on the Titans forever. (laughs) I think the defense is going to be a little bit better this year. Adore Jackson, you know, he, he'll continue to develop. He's just a ridiculous athlete at corner, played running back, you know, almost his whole career too, playing two ways. <clears throat> but Adore Jackson is a very good corner. You've got Malcolm Butler and Logan Ryan. So the secondary is going to be pretty decent, man. They've got some playmakers back there. You had a guy like Rashawn Evans to be, you know, the true leader of that defense in the future. You've got Brian Arakpo who's still around. I mean, he's not the guy that he was five, six years ago, but he's, he's still a good player. So the defense has got some guys there. Jarrell Casey, you've, you've got some names on defense. I think they're going to be okay. I don't think they're going to be a top 10 defense, but I think they're going to be right around middle of the pack and they're going to be okay. And again, with this division, if everybody plays to their potential, I don't think the Titans are going to be a playoff team. They were last year, but that's just because of the injury to Watson. If Watson doesn't get hurt, 
the Texans and the Jags make the playoffs and the Titans don't. And that's not even – that's not that's just Deshaun. That's not even – That's just one player. J.J. Watt or Jadavian Clowney. That, like – that's yeah. not a, Deontay Ford. That's not even bringing them into the fold, right? So we're talking just Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I don't. If everybody stays healthy, I don't think Tennessee has a shot at making the playoff. But they'll be good. I mean, they'll be all right. No, and and speaking of health, once again, bringing us to our last place team. Sorry, Colts fans. If Andrew Luck stays healthy and if he's right, sure, you guys could put some points on the board. But guess what? That's not going to make up for your 30th-ranked defense from last year. You didn't add enough pieces this offseason to make that unit, you know, 10 times better than they were. Maybe they'll be a little bit better, but you've got a lot of issues to, to sort through right now. Andrew Luck, even if he comes back healthy, is he going to be right? I don't think so. You're talking about a guy that didn't throw a full-size football until a month ago. He was out of football for an entire year. I don't think he's going to be right right away, even if he's healthy. If he's completely cleared, great. But is he going to be right? I don't think so. I really don't. And this division, like we've already talked about, it might be a little underrated because if these teams are, are playing to the potential they could, I don't see the Colts winning a whole lot of games. It's just not going to happen. The backfield could be sneaky good. Like The offense, I'm not worried about. You know, you've got Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron who are – Two good tight ends, not great, but good. And we know Luck likes to use the tight end. And they did Hilton, just add Ryan Grant too. Yeah, and and, and T. Y. Hilton is T. Y. Hilton's an elite wide receiver. He's not up there with Odell, but he's still really close. I'd I'd put him top twelve overall if Andrew Luck is healthy. Talent wise, he's great, but he needs a capable quarterback. He can't do it all on his own. So if Luck's healthy, draft T. Y. Hilton. Um, the offense is going to score points if, if Luck is healthy and if he's, you know, even partially back to the old Andrew Luck. But the the defense, man, <laughs> the defense is atrocious. Name me one player. Name me one player on the Colts defense. Malik Hooker. Yeah, that's their best player. He's and the only guy. And they got rid of Jonathan Hankins, who, by the way, still isn't signed. I don't know why. I, I wanted the Bears to go after him to get some help up front, but – Jonathan Hankins is coming off of a really good season against the run. And if he's your only guy who can stuff the run and you cut him midway through a contract, I don't understand, but there's gotta be something there. If he's still not signed that, that we don't know about, but I don't feel, I don't feel as bad for anyone in the NFL as I do for Andrew Luck. I really don't. It's, it's so sad to see like not only the injuries, but the way that this organization is being run. I mean, they are wasting Andrew Luck's career. And it is super sad to see. Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair to say aside from the injury. I mean, the, it, it's, it's so tough because when Luck's healthy, you look at the team and, and he's never had an elite offensive line. He's never had an elite defense. I mean, if you at least just get him a good offensive line and a – in a good defense, like maybe a top 17 defense. You could be looking at a playoff team, you know, a year and a half ago or two and a half years ago. Look at what Case freaking Keenum did in Minnesota. Yeah. An okay offensive line. And yeah, I'm sorry. And, and that's nothing against Keenum. He's a, he's a good quarterback, but he's not great. 
I don't even see I, that. I, I part ways on that. I don't even think Case Keenum <laughs> is good. I really don't. I think those true colors are going to show in Denver. I, oh. I just, I really do. The guy's not good. Hater. I, <laughs> I'm it, part of it is probably my bitterness, but it was also just hearing all the. Yeah, Vikings we're talking fans. to a Saints fan here, guys. I but mean, was, listen, but I watched. Listen, it, like we hang out with family on Sundays. They so want an SB, Okay, shut up. <laughs> Listen, I watched almost every Vikings game last year, and listening to all these Vikings fans talk about how good Case Keenum is made me want to pull my freaking hair out. That's Vikings he underthrows fans, though, almost every freaking route. And We're it's like, around Vikings fans all the time. Every year is their year until they start to fall apart, which they didn't last year. You know, but you know, Vikings always fall apart some some way along the season, and then the fans are like, "Oh, we suck." Well, like. Three weeks ago, you told me you were going to the ball, man. So what's up, <laughs> dude? It is so Vikings frustrating. fans, man. It's like you guys do understand that just because the receiver caught the ball doesn't mean it was thrown well. Like we we understand that, right? Like that's just basics of football. Just because a receiver ran a good route and caught a ball doesn't mean it was well thrown. A Vikings fan, that was amazing, and it was a miracle because y'all had a good safety miss the fourth tackle he had missed all season long. And he was a rookie. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. He missed okay. four tackles I all season. Had, I had lunch with Marcus Sherrills two weeks ago. I had, I had lunch with Marcus Sherrills. If you don't know who Marcus Sherrills is, he's the kick returner for the Minnesota Vikings. You didn't wear your Saints hat, did you? No, but we did, we did talk about it a little bit. But I said, <laughs> tell me that that ball wasn't thrown in the wrong spot. Don't that tell ball. me what he said. You're gonna throw him under. You're gonna throw him under the bus. Don't Long even say it is. Don't even. Don't throw Marcus under the bus, man. Listen, don't do that to him. All I'm saying is, for that game where the game was at, that ball should have been thrown to the outside so Diggs had a shot at getting out of bounds and stopping the clock. So it was an accident to begin with. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna. That's all I'm gonna say. We can move but, on. But but he's not bitter. He's not, not bitter. Don't worry. Not at all. All right. That's the AFC South, guys, with a little extra thrown in. Now we're going to get to our dad stuff, as we like to say. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about father and kid traditions. Normally you like to, you know, a lot of the times you hear father and son traditions. You don't normally hear father and daughter traditions. You look up online, all the father and whatever. It's father and son, father and son, father and son. Well, guess what? Both of us have daughters. Mine's only seven months old. Dustin's is three. Uh, I've got a three and a half year old son. So Dustin's going to take the portion for daddy daughter dates and traditions. But we're going to talk a little bit about traditions. And you guys as dads out there, you've got to start these early. Now let me start this off by saying <clears throat> this week kind of worked out where I'm going on Wednesday down for a couple days to bears camp. Uh, and I'm just going alone. Uh, at first, I was going to go with my pops and my son, but it didn't work out. Uh, the place we were staying, uh, a lot of different things didn't work out. But uh, it kind of actually was an accident now that my son, my son's sick, so he wouldn't have been able to go anyways. But we were going to start that tradition this year. Turns out we'll have to start it next year, which is fine. He might not really enjoy it as a three-year-old anyways. But Traditions with your family and particularly with your kids are important because some of my best memories now as an adult are 
from when I was a kid with my dad doing certain things that we love to do. And he made it a point. He always made it a point to, to take me out somewhere or to play catch or to go to a certain restaurant or to go get a certain kind of, you know, ice cream on this day. Or, I mean, they're all, all different kinds of things. But point is, as a dad, you should start these traditions early and make it something that both of you guys like and that you will remember. So with that said, Dustin, what do you got for me in terms of, I don't know, did you, did you break it up similarly that, that I did? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of tough with Leighton being three. Um, we haven't had a chance to establish too many traditions yet. Um, you know, at least something that we do like on a weekly basis or, or yearly or monthly or anything like that. Um, we definitely and, have our moments. Where and that's we, okay. That's okay. Cause these are, these are like things that we're going to start doing too, because our kids don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like, Hey, um, your son's three. I need you to take him to Universal Studios and ride him on the Dueling Dragons roller coaster. No, he'll never want to go back. So right. don't do that. And also, he'll probably not remember that kind of thing. Uh, no. So so don't don't blow your thousands. Um, <laughs> no, but we. I mean, we do regular things. Um, you know, just like on a daily basis, I try to do with her just things that I think dads should do with their daughters, right? At the end of the day, when, when, when Layton's grown up or when she's in high school and all these hormones are running around, whatever, at the end of the day, I just want her to know her worth, right? And who she is and what a healthy relationship is supposed to look like, because I want to be that example for her. Um, you know, and so whether it's just stopping and taking five minutes out of my day to make sure I just pick her up and dance with her, um, and tell her how much I love her all the time, right? Like, like that's just a thing that happens from dad, <laughs> no matter what I just dote on her. And I wanted to have the most self-confidence ever. Um, but, uh, as far as like weekly tradition traditions or monthly or anything like that, we don't really have anything established. So this is actually kind of an interesting topic for me to touch on. Cause I have been thinking about that lately a lot too. Um, you know, outside of, you know, our weekly like ice cream trips and stuff like that. Uh, you know, one thing and, that, we actually, and that's that's it right there. Yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, don't be well, too hard on yourself, man. Oh, for I know, sure. I, I know you got stuff that you that you do regularly. Yeah, and I mean, I would say the most regular thing we probably do is I'm I'm a little weird. I actually really enjoy grocery shopping. Like, it's like this weird thing for me. I don't know why, but I love grocery shopping. Most people don't tell me it. you do it hungry though. Most of the time, I try not to. That's. Uh, <laughs> But that's actually part of it is, you know, I don't do it every time because listen, my kid is not about to be like rocking coach bags when she's 12 or anything crazy like that. I don't care how much money we have. But every now and again, when we go to Target to grab groceries, you know, I'll take her through the Starbucks line and I'll get her a special little whatever that's not coffee. I do not give my three-year-old caffeine. It's don't do it, people. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so I'll get her like her own special little lemonade or whatever, like one of those little cake pop things or whatever. Like, that's just something that we do and we don't do it every time because I'm not about to have a kid that gets Starbucks every time we go to the store. But um, Not to mention like a $16 cake pop. My goodness, come on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm really interested to dive in a little bit on this cause we don't have a whole lot of stuff established and I'd really like to jump into that. So what do you, what do you want to do? Like, cause I started writing these down and I'm like, man, when my son gets a little bit older, I'm going to start doing things like I want to take him to a sporting event every year, you know, and maybe it's a different stadium. Maybe we go watch the Cubs play like at a different stadium every year or we, 
go watch the Bears play at a different stadium every year. That'd be a little bit more expensive. Uh, I wrote cool. down I wrote down fishing and camping uh, for other dads because that's not me at all. If you know me, I hate the outdoors. No, I'm just okay. Well, I'll go outside and play catch. I'll go outside and shoot hoops. I'll go outside, but man, hunting and fishing and camping and stuff like that. That's my wife. And, um, babe, I know you'll watch this. I'm sorry. I really am. <laughs> That's not my jam either. I wish I could, I wish I could be that man. No, I'm just kidding. But no, I'm not a, I'm not, a, not a big outdoorsy guy, but I also wrote down like a road trip to a theme park, man. Some of my best memories as a kid, were going to different theme parks with my dad. That was so much fun. Um, uh, even when they're young right now, dude, you know what you could do? we could do this together man next time paw patrol live goes on the road yo we gotta do that man <laughs> the kids love we gotta make it happen paw patrol live let's do it or on ice or something whatever they got going on i don't know we also have the uh minnesota state fair which is like yes yes listen, i'm so glad you brought that up because i was going to say that too if, if if you don't live in minnesota it is worth a trip to go to the minnesota state fair it is like, like the second largest in the country, right next to Texas. Yep, yep, yeah. and it's incredible. It's, it's amazing every minute. <laughs> yes, that is definitely a tradition my wife grew up with. I didn't grow up going to the state fair every year. It wasn't like a big thing for whatever reason. I don't know, but my wife did, and that's one thing that I want to do once my my kids get a little bit older. Um, I know Malachi would love it. Addison will be eight months, so I don't know taking a baby to a state fair unless it's in the morning or if it's not super hot maybe but we haven't taken uh, Layton yet so <laughs> yeah I don't know there's something about toddlers and outside around a lot of people on a hot day they just they don't last very long man Mm-mm. so but yes yeah, like a fair every year take your kid to a fair you know bring a bunch of cash load them up on junk food throw them on some rides maybe they puke maybe they don't I don't know Make a day out of it, you know, play some games, win a teddy bear, win a basketball, whatever you want to do. Fairs are fun. That's, that's a good idea. Uh, so like annual traditions like that, figure them out and put them on the calendar and don't let anything get in the way of it. Make it happen every year. Again, if you're out there and you got kids young like ours, like three, four years old, it's going to be tough to do, you know, annual traditions like that. But Maybe you start small and you do something like a Christmas tradition every year. You do something specific for Christmas every year or something specific for, you know, 4th of July or Thanksgiving. One thing that Carissa, my wife, wants to do is start every year either around, uh, whether it's Christmas or Thanksgiving, probably more, more so Christmas, is take our kids to a store and if it's Christmas, you know, have them pick out a few toys for uh, boys and girls, and then give them away to kids that aren't going to get toys for Christmas. And the, the other thing is around Thanksgiving, take the kids to the store and have them help you pick out a turkey and beans and stuffing and bread and all the extra stuff and put it in the cart and give it to a family that needs it. That actually just sparked something for me. Um, as a family, one thing that we've been doing the last few years for Christmas time is we'll just go to like a Walmart or a Target or whatever, um, and we'll go to the cash register and we'll just buy like, you know, five to ten twenty dollar gift cards, and then we'll just let whatever happened happen. Right? We'll walk through the store, we'll go to the toy aisles, right? And and you got to be careful because you don't want to judge, right? Like you don't want to judge a book by its cover. Um, 
Ryan and I operate on trying to just let um, this thing called the Lord <laughs> move us and, uh, you know, just kind of lead that out a little bit. But we, we did that the last few years. And, um, man, we went to, uh, to Walmart one year. And, uh, and we were just handing out gift cards to families that were in the toy aisles looking like they really needed it. And sometimes you can even overhear, um, you know, husbands and wives talking like, Oh, I don't, I don't think we can afford it. Like that's too much, yada, yada, yada. And they're looking at stuff that's like not even that expensive. Right. So then to be able to just walk up to them and say, Hey guys, um, I just, I just feel led to, to give you this gift. Right. And then you give them a gift card and I've, I've had people cry like legit like yeah. ugly girl breakdown cry in the middle of Walmart or a target. Cause you just never know what you're doing for a family. Right. So instilling that, you know, I mentioned, I just like, you know, I'm so blessed that I can take my daughter into build a bear and just let her get one just for the heck of it. Right. Um, a lot of people in our world just don't have the, the ability or the opportunity to do that. And so to teach her like, Hey, yeah, I know dad and mom give you a lot, but not everybody has it as easy as you. And so as much as mom and I give you, you need to be always giving back, right? Um, so there you go. There we go. We have a Christmas tradition to carry on. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, it's cool because I grew up, my dad's been a pastor for years and they lived in, my parents lived in the inner city of Chicago for a while and I remember as a little kid, always going back to the inner city and he and his church and his youth group would always go every year, uh, a couple times a year, actually to a soup kitchen and basically, uh, like a, like a homeless shelter, uh, another word. And as a kid, I, I didn't, you know, know how to cook. I couldn't really do much, but my dad would have me sit, you know, right in front of a, a dish of, of food or whatever, and, and just with a spoon, you know, and and put it on people's plates. And, and at first, you know, as a little kid, I didn't really understand it. I kind of looking around at all these people, like, why do they look so different? They're dirty and they don't have clothes on. Some of them don't have clothes. Like what, you know, and, and as a kid, I didn't understand. But then as I got a little bit older, I started to realize what was going on. And then watching my dad, you know, look around and seeing him talk to all these people and smile and laugh and, and pray for them and just give really, I think, is one of the biggest reasons why I love doing that stuff today. And if there's one thing that I want to instill into Malachi and Addison, it is to be a servant and to give. And so to start a tradition every year, once a year, twice a year, whatever it is, whatever holiday, and to be able to give to people that need it. Uh, and don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I don't make, I don't make a hundred grand a year. I don't, I don't make a ton of money. I don't, I struggle financially just like every average guy in America does. Every average family has their financial struggles. We do too. And I still want to do that because I believe you reap what you sow. Yeah. And so if you, if you do one thing every year consistently with your kids, it's, it's something like that. Go do something like that and let them see once they're at an age where they kind of can get it like, like this year for Malachi, I think will be uh, a perfect age. He'll be four. And I think he'll really be able to try to understand that to be able to give to people in need above anything else, above a camping trip, a sporting event, uh, anything, man, 
giving back, that's, that's going to be a memory that your kid will have forever, especially if it becomes a tradition and you do it consistently. And it definitely builds character. So, you know, as yes. important as it is and as, you know, um, as cool as it is to have fun with your kiddos and, and take them to make fun memories and, and um, you know, have awesome stories for years to tell, all that stuff's really fun. Like, don't get me wrong. We should all be doing that stuff with our kids. But to Ryan's point, I think it's much more impactful when you teach them those lessons um, and so that they understand that, you know, not everybody has it as good as you. And, and you might not even have it that great, but there's always somebody worse off, right? Um, and, uh, and that's, that's part of me feels bad for Layton because she's going to grow up and we're going to have, I mean, the way I grew up compared to how she's going to grow up, she it's, it's going to be a completely different planet, right? She's, we're going to have everything (laughs) when she's growing up. Um, but I always want her to know, like, first of all, daddy's money is not Layton's money. (laughs) I I'm letting you um, be blessed by what I've earned. Um, but we're also going to give that away and, you, and you're going to know what that feels like. And so, man, if, if you take nothing else out of this, that is so important to, um, a helping your kids grow up so that they aren't a hunt, like completely spoiled. Um, and B, you know, just helping to create those giving hearts and those servant servant attitudes and, um, you know, letting them see the other side of the world that, that, uh, they're not always privy to. Yeah. Amen. I like it. Well, you guys, uh, I'll close by telling you that you can find us on Twitter. Usually I start the show and end the show. Forgot to do that tonight. You can find us on Twitter, uh, at dadball podcasts, and you can find us individually at Ryan Heckman FS and Dustin is at D Todd Hart. Feel free to reach out. Uh, we love to banter, talk, converse back and forth. Uh, we can talk bad about the Packers and the Vikings together if you want, unless you're a Vikings or a Packers fan. Then please don't make fun of me. I'm a Bears fan. I've had to suffer long enough. Find us on Twitter. Uh, we'd love to talk to you. We'll, we'd love to follow you guys back and, and just create a nice environment of dads uh, who love football, who love sports. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching. However, you are getting your dad ball fixed tonight. Uh, We appreciate you guys very much and we will see you guys next week. Peace.